the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And if my voice sounds a little bit gravelly, if you think uh, maybe a little bit more lethargic than normal, hashtag tequila Thursday was a flow in at Casa de Evans last night, Lundy. And uh, the bets, uh, we had a ton of winners. You had a five-legger that you didn't even realize you nailed until you rolled out of bed this morning. You're like, oh, uh, my bank account. It somehow got boosted. What the hell happened? Oh, that's right. Uh, In a haze, I wagered on a five-leg MLB parlay, and you drilled it. Oh, yeah, it was good because speaking of getting drilled, I got hit by the uh, puck right in the nuts uh, on my picks. We'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that here in a minute. But then I made up for it with that five-legger. Yeah, DK was nice enough to give me a free $5 bet. And when I get those freebies, I like to be like, ah, what the hell? Uh, and I put together a five-leg MLB, and I woke up this morning and went, son of a bitch, it hit. Yeah, I mean, that's outstanding. Uh, that's a great way to you know start your morning with your cup of coffee and all of a sudden more dollars in your account match magically appearing and then you try to connect the dots and put it together is like oh my god yeah that was that five legger last night uh we've been previewing the nfl division by division and trying to project out who we feel are the best value plays and winners in each of those sectors of the league and today uh, yesterday it was the nfc north today it's going to be the afc north and here are the odds right now at DraftKings Sportsbook to win that division. The Baltimore Ravens at plus 125, Cleveland at plus 145, Pittsburgh at plus 400, or if you're feeling adventurous, Lundy, Joe Burrow, who's back. Uh, he was in OTAs doing some jumping jacks. He was planting and throwing. It looked pretty good. Looks like he's going to be ready to go come training camp and definitely by week one. But the Bengals are a long shot at 20-1. to 1. For me, I know a lot of people are going to say, hey, this is the Browns' year. They're getting closer. They are improving. They're a, a ton of fun with Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham coming back. Uh, and the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They are in that running back room. But for me, it's still the Ravens, man. And the, the biggest key here, I think, is the addition of Rashad Bateman. Kid out of Minnesota, wide receiver, stud absolute stud when it comes to contested catch rate at the college level can stretch the field does a lot of the dirty work between the hash marks you could argue Lundy that this is the most talented wide receiver Lamar Jackson has ever had and I know people are going to be screaming why does it matter he's a running quarterback but I still think the Ravens are the team to beat and at plus odds I'll take them all day long I like that one, Brad, but I'll tell you what, you could talk me into four to one on the Steelers. You could. Mm. I just only because I think this is a division that just likes to beat themselves up. Now, if you go strictly on win loss record in 2020, which I don't think is the way that you should be looking at strength of schedule because rosters change. If you look just at that, though. The Steelers have the hardest schedule. Uh, their combined uh, opponents' uh, uh, winning percentage from last year is a 574. So they have a rough schedule ahead of them. But look, I, we, we talked about the addition at running back. We said maybe there's like one last boost in the gas tank for this team. Four to one, you might be able to talk me into it, but at plus odds, I'm all about the Ravens. Yeah, well, definitely with the Ravens. I mean, for the Steelers, they got to make sure that offensive line can at least be average because they were extremely leaky last year. And by the way, if you like the Ravens to take the division, why not fire off a ticket on Lamar Jackson to win MVP at 16 to one? Great value there. I am all over that. I think it's going to be a monster year 
for Mr. Action Jackson. And look, if you want to get in on that NFL future or anything else, do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And it's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. And DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you got to do is pick any team that is still on the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet $5. And if that team wins you cold, hard cash, well, you get $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet like a foot-long sandwich on that team and that team to win. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code FTN for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Residents only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. On this Freaky Friday, heading into Memorial Day Weekend Edition, let's get to it with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, you said you got a slap shot uh, straight to the crotch, uh, so hopefully your twig and berries aren't throbbing, aren't hurting too badly. Let's get back in the saddle. Let's ride that Zamboni. Let's get some winners. What do you like in the NHL playoffs tonight? Who would have thought on a Friday we'd work the word throbbing into the podcast? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. We've only, got, uh, we've only got one game on the schedule for tonight, and it is the whole enchilada, baby. It is game seven in Sin City between the Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, these two have been beating each other up. Not really a big surprise, but I will tell you this. I think that there has been a destined second-round matchup between Vegas and Colorado, and therefore I am going to roll with the Golden Knights tonight on the money line. Uh, it is a minus 180, so I will throw this out there for you. If you want to try to get yourself into plus territory, the over-under on total goals is down to five in this one, uh, as opposed to the typical five and a half. If you put both of those together you do wind up at a plus 155 so again i like vegas on the money line i know you're giving up a lot of juice but i just don't see how in front of that raucous crowd that'll be there right along the strip along with the fact that i think uh, again that vegas and colorado have been on a collision course here in the second round and the abs are just waiting patiently for the series to get underway um i'm gonna go with the knights on the money line despite the juice but if you don't like that juice and you want to get a little bit frisky feel free to jump on that over of five goals put those two together and get yourself a plus 155 pull the lever on the slot machine with the vegas golden knights number four all right lundy one pick down you only got one game so you gotta look at a prop and for pick number two what do you like well, we'll do some props when we get to bonus time, but I'll tell you what, because we're going into the holiday weekend, Brad, I got to help the people out. We got to give them a little preview. So let's talk about the Islanders and the Bruins tomorrow night, who will be playing game one of the second round. They have both moved on. They are ready. This one will be in Boston. And because of that, I am going to go with the Bruins on the money line for tomorrow night. If you want to work yourself a little bit.
little bit ahead. These two teams played four times in Boston in the regular season. The Bruins took three out of those four. I think the Islanders are riding a bit of a high, but Boston has found themselves a groove uh, here in the first round, and I think it's going to carry over here into game one. They have themselves the home ice advantage. I think that also plays into their favor as Boston, I think, will jump out. I think this series is going to go the full seven, uh, to be honest with you. So you can look at that as a series prop if you want to work ahead, but at least just for tomorrow night, knowing you're going into the holiday weekend, give you a couple of picks as we look into the crystal ball ahead. Let's go with Boston to win their fourth of the year at home against the Islanders. Uh, Make some bucks on the representatives from Beantown. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA and let's work in a player prop in Mavs and Clippers game three. And, of course, I'm going to go with the mega star in this matchup. No, it's not Kawhi Leonard. It is Luka Doncic. And I'm going to focus on points and take the over on 29.5 with a minus 115 juice. Now, Luka has been dialed in here in this series, going for 31 points and 39 points in the first couple of games. Uh, He's jacked up. 53 combined field goal attempts and it's 10 for 24 from way downtown in this series. Now against the Clippers over the entirety of the year, he has been in the 30s points-wise in three of five matchups. Look at the last couple of games. The Clippers, yeah, they've come unspooled defensively, giving up 1.230 points per possession. Though, according to the FTN Daily Advanced EVP tool, uh, this is a top five lowest matchups, a worst matchup over the last 15 games for a score. But still, Luca, uh, all he does is put numbers in the box score, Lundy. And I think he is going to be fired up and firing off early and often and finish in the 30 to 35 points range. So fade or follow, Doncic over 29 and a half points against the clip. How is this number not already in the 30s? Like legit, I don't know. When yeah, I sat, that's what I was When thinking. I sat down to look at the notes for this morning's pod for for the Freaky Friday edition, and I saw Luca, and I saw twenty nine and a half. I almost messaged you to ask if that was a typo because I would have <laughs> expected I would have expected this to be thirty one and a half, yeah. thirty two and a half, yeah. Brad. Yep. So the fact that it's at twenty nine and a half, this is actually forget my my hockey picks. This is actually my favorite of the fake five today <laughs> uh, because you know this is a guy that's averaged thirty five so far over the four, course of the first two games. And and Brad, want to talk about a future? Like, I don't expect people to write this down, but break out the crystal ball with me. Yes. Would it surprise you at all if Luka Doncic were the 2022 MVP? No, not at all. It would not be at all a shocker. Special. I think he is on that trajectory right now. I think he yeah, is going 100%. to be the MVP of the league either next year or the year after. I think it's coming, um, and it's coming fast and furious. You look at his averages over the course of this season, uh, and obviously it's a it's a compressed season because of COVID and all of that. I think he is on his way to hoisting the MVP trophy uh, for the regular season sometime very soon. And I think the run that he's going to do here in these playoffs, as Dallas has looked really good, uh, I think is going to be the springboard for him to go that way. So, yes, way over on this one. I think he gets up into the low to mid-30s piece of cake. Dominate the books with Doncic. Number two. All right, let's move on. And yesterday, my little uh, parlay hit uh, that I threw out, I've actually had a really nice run on NBA parlays uh, on these little two-leggers here and there. So I'm going to focus specifically on just three-pointers. Three-pointers for all the cash, Lundy. And we're going to fire off from way downtown, from distance, on a couple of players here. Let's first start off with Trey Young, over one-and-a-half made threes. And we're going to match it up with Fournier, 
of the Boston Celtics over two and a half made three. So if Young and Fournier go over on their respective three-point made shot props, it's plus 143, get seduced by that juice, get enveloped in it, roll around like a pig in the slop. And here's the reason why I like Trey Young. Um, he's five for ten from beyond the arc against the Knicks in the first couple of games. Now, he's been under this number in three of four matchups against the Knickerbockers so far this season. The Knicks are number one over the entirety of the season in three-point percentage D. But, again, this number's too low at home. Uh, I think Young's got to make a, a couple, at least, uh, triples to justify the over the one and a half. Now, Fournier uh, has really found his stroke from uh, from way downtown and from distance, you know, you look at what he has done in this series, six for nine against Brooklyn on three-point shots. He has been over this total in seven of his last nine games. Brooklyn middle of the pack and three-point percentage D on the year and an elimination game. He is going to have to show up, and they may be chasing uh, the scoreboard from start to finish, the Boston Celtics trying to stab off, uh, getting bounced, and, you know, thinking about my ties and the Turks and Caicos. So, Trey Young over one and a half made threes. Evan Fournier over two and a half made threes. If both of those hit, it is plus 143. Lundy, will it hit? Fade or follow? Uh, you had me at Turks and Caicos. Um, <laughs> no, I'll go with this one, although I think I, Fournier could be the one that he could hit three of them by halftime. I'm with you. I think Boston could be scoreboard chasing. And yep. if that is the case, then Fournier is going to need to be able to be launching from outside. I mean, he he hit four out of five in the game on Tuesday. So as you talked about, he's got six so far in the first two games. He was doing it down the stretch of the season there in May, and he was jacking a lot of attempts. If you look at the end of the regular season, you go over the course of the last four games of the regular season eight attempts nine seven and eleven so it's not just the matter that he's making them which you know obviously we need that for our prop but he's putting up a lot of attempts and just his pure percentage the way he can hit and the fact that i think boston could be chasing i really like that one trey makes me a little bit nervous but maybe just maybe on a freaky friday we'll we'll be feeling good by the end of the third quarter I just need two man that's all i'm asking trey it's in your name for the love of god Number one. All right, last but certainly not least, let's go to the diamond and talk about one of the aces of Major League Baseball, and that is the power arm of the New York Yankees, Garrett Cole, uh, going up against the uh, cute little puppy dogs or kitty cats uh, that are the Detroit Tigers. And I'm going to take the over on nine and a half punch outs at minus 115 here, Lundy. Uh, Garrett Cole has been over this total in five of ten games, including a dozen K's that he logged in just six innings pitch against this same Tigers bunch back on April 30th. Detroit is number one in Major League Baseball in strikeout percentage. Uh, Kane, 28.6% of the time. Cole on the season, a 12.80 K per nine. Nearly impeccable, 1.11 walks per nine mark. And he's got the second highest call plus swinging strike percentage at 34.9% among all qualifying pitchers in Major League Baseball baseball so Garrett Cole will he reach double figures and punch outs I say hells to the yes do you disagree fade or follow 
I will follow on this one. And one of my one of the things I hate about baseball is one of their favorite things that baseball stat geeks like to do is, well, he's on pace for. But in this case, he's on pace for 300 strikeouts, man, by the end of the season. Yeah. And Cole is just rocking and firing. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, the uh, Tigers are going to be uh, the kittens at the plate tonight. I don't think they're going to have much luck uh, against Cole. So I, I think this one could be close. I'm going to follow you. I think this one could be close. If he finished with nine, I wouldn't be surprised. But we just need that double figure. We need somebody to get caught looking so that we can uh, cash a ticket. Amen on that one. I think Garrett Cole is certainly going to be dealing today. I mean, come on. It's it's Detroit. That's really all you need to know. You should be sucked in by that matchup alone. All right, before we get out of here, fire up the old barbecue. Lundy, crack open a couple of cold ones uh, on this holiday weekend. And thanks to all the military members for your service. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, let's uh, throw out some bonus time. Amigo, what do you got? Well, how about Montreal in overtime last night forcing a game six as they continue their series with Toronto? That was one of the games that will be played tomorrow. I told you I was going to try to look ahead to the weekend for everybody. Uh, but I think Toronto uh, says enough already, and I think they finish it off tomorrow night. So I'm going to take Toronto to win on the money line in game six on Saturday against Montreal, close that out and move on to the second round. By the way, regardless of who wins tonight, uh, game one between the Avs and, again, I think it's going to be the Golden Knights, will be on Sunday. Obviously, there's no lines yet because they do not know who their opponent is. But whoever it is, take the Avs in on the 60-minute line. They are rested. They are ready. They are chomping at the bit. I do not think this will be a case of rust. I think regardless of who they play in Game 1 at Ball Arena in Denver, which has been approved for even higher attendance starting on mm. Sunday mm. for the Avs, um, they're going to have north of 10,000 fans in the arena. It was already rocking with the limited crowd they had. I think the Avs are going to play off of that. So no matter who they play on Sunday night. I will take the abs automatically on the 60-minute line. And a player prop, let me give you two for the tonight between Vegas and Minnesota. Riley Smith of Vegas, uh, he's always been a guy when I've done DFS hockey, I love him because he's good for some good uh, shot totals as well as occasionally a point. He's only a minus 118 to get a single point in the game tonight. I like that one. And give me Alex Tuck at plus 150 for an anytime goal. He's got 15 shots on goal so far through six games I think he finds the back of the net yeah amen on that one and I'm with you on the Avs uh, I'm hoping I've been sitting on a six to one ticket for them to hoist the cup in the end and I'm hoping that's gonna cash in so I can spoil it on other bets like these uh, I got a ton here Lundy I'm gonna take the under on Jason Tatum 41 and a half on the PRA at minus 125 he's gone for 30 14 52 39 and 30 so he's been under four out of five matchups against the Nets on the entirety of the season and the Nets suddenly playing defense uh, clamping down giving up just 1.026 points per possession in the Celtics series elsewhere uh, give me Kettle Marte to record a hit tonight uh, against Aviedo of the St. Louis Cardinals who has got a disgusting 5.74 ERA uh, and 15 and two-thirds innings pitch. Uh, Marte has hit safely in five of his last seven games and he is batting 333 against righties this season. So at minus 125, uh, a little bit juiced up, but not enough. I mean, I think that's a tremendous value there. Give me the White Sox on the run line at minus 110. Uh, they're sporting these new Southside jerseys. have been making the rounds on social media. Really slick looking outfit uh, that the White Sox are going to be adorning tonight and you get Matt Harvey. Now, if you listen to the Faith That Always show on Sirius XM uh, Fantasy's channel, 
uh, our one of our board guys, Sandro, is obsessed with all things Matt Harvey, the harvester of K's, he calls them. Uh, he's also the harvester of May uh, when it comes to the box score. 18 earned runs he has allowed in his last 10 and two-thirds innings pitch. The White Sox have won by two or more runs in three of their last four wins. And again, sporting those schnazzy new threads, I think they are going to bludgeon Baltimore and cover that run line again at minus 110. And last and certainly not least, London, give me the under on the Giants. Two and a half total runs at plus 118 going up against the LA Dodgers and Walker Bueller, 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 Bueller. Uh, Bueller last time out against the Giants on 522. Seven innings pitch, just one earned run. We know that the Dodgers have one of the better bullpens in baseball. Although uh, they have gone over this total in three or four games against L.A. this season. But in a rivalry contest, I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair and a lot of missed bats, uh, which has been common for San Francisco this season with the sixth-highest K rate in Major League Baseball. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy. On Twitter at Nate Lundy, follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score a sweet subscription discount today. Enjoy your holiday weekend, and until next time, as always, and it'll be on Tuesday, by the way, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed. The noise.